On today's Exploring History podcast, I'll look at the most important event in human history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Exploring History with Ray Notgrass, a production of Notgrass History. Today, I want to look at the single most important event in human history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I think we can fairly and accurately include the death, burial, and resurrection in this single most important event, but today I want to focus on the resurrection. Paul describes the death, burial, and resurrection in this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It is the gospel. It is what is of first importance. It is the way by which Christians are saved. I encourage you, if you have not done so already, to read through this powerful and profound chapter to see how important the resurrection is. For instance, Paul says in that chapter that if the resurrection were not true, Christians would still be in their sins and would be of all people most pitied for having believed in and entrusted their lives to a lie. The resurrection is the culmination of what God had done throughout the history of Israel. It gives meaning and purpose and hope to everyone who believes in this truth. We can look at the story of Jesus from many angles. One way is to see it as a story of discrimination, prejudice, hatred, and injustice lived out in the life of one person who was the victim of all that, and how God worked in him to overcome all that. As such, the story of Jesus is a story for our times, as these are issues that people talk about a great deal today. Three days after the mockers insulted Jesus while he hung on the cross, Jesus confounded the mockers and was alive again. God has said that he will set all things right through the judgment in which the resurrected Christ will be the judge. Without this final outcome, injustice ultimately goes unanswered and unaddressed. But since this life is not all there is, and there will be a final reckoning, final and ultimate justice will be done. When Christ was crucified, his followers, who had previously assembled in droves and had numbered in the thousands, were scattered and fearful. In the days immediately following the crucifixion, his disciples appeared defeated. The first people to hear about the resurrection were skeptical. The group of first witnesses was an unlikely group who made unexpected responses to the resurrection. The recounting of the resurrection story in the Gospels was not what you might expect. But within weeks, those same discouraged followers were proclaiming that Jesus had been raised from the dead. They proclaimed this in defiance of all opposition, some even laying down their lives for doing so, and they became the greatest mass movement in the history of the world. Why did they change? What made the difference in them? Let's look at the evidence. First was the empty tomb. Jesus' enemies claimed that the disciples stole his body, 
but they never came forth with his body to prove it. Then there were numerous witnesses who saw the risen Jesus, as described in the Gospels and in 1 Corinthians 15. Then there is the reality of the church coming into existence, when a group of Sabbath-observing Jews began meeting on the first day of the week to remember and celebrate the risen Christ. This was a new group of changed people who had a new reason to celebrate and a reason to tell others the gospel story. Why did these things happen? Because Christ had risen from the dead. So we have witnesses and evidence, but we still need faith or trust in Christ. We have to decide to believe the story that others have told, the story that is in keeping with the evidence. Let me suggest this parallel. I have never seen the city of Paris, France. Some people have seen it, but other people have not. Because some have seen it and have told about it, the rest of us can trust that it is real. Faith in the resurrected Christ is a powerful motivation. As Luke described it in Acts chapter 5, the Jewish leaders flogged Peter and John and ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and then the leaders released them. Luke says, So they went on their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. As the philosopher Blaise Pascal said, if the resurrection was not true, the apostles were either deceived or deceivers. But the resurrection is true. The apostles were convinced it was true. Even Peter and Thomas and Paul, who were three of the biggest skeptics, were convinced. Above all else, the resurrection assures us that there is a tomorrow. Since the resurrection is the most important event in the history of the world, we can understand that it has spiritual significance. Life has its hardships. It knocks us down. What do we do about that? A powerful thread that runs through the story of Jesus is that of overcoming what life throws at us. Jesus was despised and rejected by men, and he overcame. The despised little group of his followers overcame persecution. This story of renewal and rebirth is even part and parcel of the world around us. Day follows night. Babies are born to new life. The growing time of spring follows the moribund time of winter when the physical world sleeps. This theme that is woven throughout our world finds its clearest and most powerful expression in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his victory over death. God will not be defeated, but his enemies will. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says that the last enemy to be defeated is death. Hebrews says that death is what we fear most. When we overcome the reason for our greatest fear, it changes us, and it changes the world. Maybe you are someone who is despairing about life. Maybe you acknowledge the fact of the resurrection, but it hasn't had much impact in your life. If the resurrection were not true, then human life is fundamentally and ultimately futile 
and a great tragedy. But since the resurrection is true, the lives of believers and the story of the world will end in great victory. Turning again to 1 Corinthians 15, Paul calls upon the Christians in Corinth to be steadfast and immovable. How can we do that? How can we be steadfast and immovable in the face of everything life throws at us? We can do that through trusting in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The story of the resurrection has special meaning for me because shortly after Easter this year, I am scheduled to undergo heart surgery. On that occasion, I will go to sleep, and through the promise of the resurrection, I will wake up. I'd appreciate your prayers on my behalf. You know my interest in and love for history. You know how I believe it is important to know history and to learn from it. But of infinitely more importance is what is ahead of us, the future. God says there is a resurrection, and He has proved it in Jesus. We can believe it. I'm Ray Notgrass. Thanks for exploring the resurrection with me today, and I hope you have a blessed Easter. This has been Exploring History with Ray Notgrass, a production of Notgrass History. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app, and please leave a rating and review so that we can reach more people with our episodes. If you want to learn about new homeschool resources and opportunities from Notgrass History, you can sign up for our email newsletter at exploringhistorypodcast.com. This program was produced by me, Titus Anderson. Thanks for listening.